Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the SLP Corner Podcast. How is everybody doing? Okay, so I am so excited because um, as you may have seen, if you follow me, follow, oh, Shannon, slow down. You're talking too fast again. Oh my God. Okay. As you may have seen on my Instagram, there are 91 countries listening to the SLP Corner Podcast. You guys, that just made me so, so excited. I added on my story and you can go check it out. It's just so cool. I feel like we have such a nice community here and it just makes me really, really excited that so many people around the world are tuning in and we share, we all share a common passion. We all share a common interest. It's really quite beautiful, honestly, that we all feel so strongly about a certain topic and that we all share this passion and um, interest in learning more. And I just find that really quite, quite nice. I'm really, really happy about that. So today we're talking about what if I didn't get into the grad program? What if I applied multiple times and I'm not getting in? What do I do? Help me. Okay. So I posted on my Instagram. I got a ton of responses. And in addition to that, I have a bunch of friends who I know who haven't gotten in. So I've basically just spent the last couple of weeks having conversations with people. What did you do? What did you do? Getting all these different opinions from people. I swear I must've talked to 20 different people. And I've tried to compile everyone's answers. I feel like a little journalist <laughs> trying to get, um, all the, all the, all the information for you guys. So I'm just going to start with good for you for trying again. And it sucks. I can't imagine. I was lucky enough that I got in my first time. So I'm not going to like pretend that I know how you would feel, but we've all been rejected from something in life. Like, let's just be honest. I've been cut from sports teams, you know, like even with certain people or romantic partners like there's just everyone experiences rejection you applied for a job you didn't get it you got cut from a team you know what I mean it's we all know what that feels like if you're a human being you know what it feels like and it sucks and really there's nothing you can do except feel it ride the wave and then try again that's it just learn from it in any way that you can so I really empathize with what you're going through and I can't imagine how stressful that would be. And just know that it'll all work out how it's meant to work out and you can learn from everything and just trust in the universe. That sounds so woo-woo, but you need to have faith that everything will work out, you know? Okay, so basically this is the gist from people. Number one thing you can do is you can also just consider going to a different country for your program. You could go to Australia. I have a I have a podcast on that topic. My coworker went abroad because she wasn't getting into the Canadian schools. And you can listen to her experience. I'll link it below. I know that another girl told me that she went to Scotland and she had such a positive experience. She said she got more clinical hours there than she would have anywhere else. She said that even though it's mo- more money, mo money, <laughs> even that, it, oh my God, even though it's more money, they actually offered so many scholarships for her as an international student that she actually ended up paying less tuition than she would have in Canada. So there's often the thought that, okay, yeah, you could go international, but it's going to be so much money. But look into the scholarships because it sounded like this girl actually paid less than she would have. So that's kind of amazing. 
So number one, you can consider going abroad. Um, you could go to Scotland, you could go to Australia, but also Canadians, you could go to the States. Um, unfortunately, Canada doesn't let anyone else except Canadians into the programs. But if you are in Canada, you could go to the States. If you're in the States, you could go, um, up, you could go abroad like Australia or Scotland. I know there's probably lots of other programs as well. So look into that. It's worth the try looking into and definitely listen to the podcast that I did with my coworker, Nabita, and that I'm going to link below because she offers so much information on that and the application process and everything. Okay, so that's number one. These are all just options for you. Another thing you can do is in the meantime, while you're waiting, you can do another program. So one person told me that they did an extra graduate program in community health. They said they absolutely loved it. They learned so much and they also increased their GPA. I know another girl told me she did a speech sciences certificate program and she boosted her GPA that way. There's so much you can do and there's different tiny programs you can do. There's different special education things or psychology things, things that would go well with SLP. I know some people got certified in American Sign Language and things like that. Oftentimes, Times it's a GPA issue and just try to increase that GPA in any way you can. So really think like, what can I do to increase my GPA? A lot of people told me that they feel that the biggest thing was their grades. So I would try to increase your GPA if you can. People told me that they did way more observation and volunteer hours. So they spent the year focusing on observation and volunteer hours and they just boosted that. And I know that's not realistic for everyone. A lot of things in school, the way it's set up, it's not really realistic. If you're working full time, you're trying to support Maybe you have kids, maybe you're supporting some siblings, maybe you're paying your way through and it's very stressful and you just don't have time for all these volunteer things. So these are all just options for you. Um, another one is have a lot of people read through your letter and your application. So one girl told me that her last time applying, she applied like, I think maybe three or four times and she's like, told herself this is the last time I'm not applying again like I'm over this it's just so exhausting she had like over five people read through her application and her letter and she actually got in so it's worth really having a lot of eyes look over something and really getting a lot of opinions um I know other people worked as behavioral interventionists or they worked as EAs um those are all things that are going to help boost your application Another thing you can do that I was talking to a girl the other day, um, actually this weekend, she told me that she actually will email the school and say like, what can I do differently next time? So they know you care. And also they might not reply, but they might reply. It's worth knowing. Like, was it a GPA issue? Was it a letter issue? Because sometimes some people were saying like, I don't know where I went wrong. I feel like my GPA was quite competitive. I feel that my application was strong and I still didn't get in. So it's worth... Um, it's worth asking, like, why didn't I get in? And one thing to just remember when we're thinking about, like, what school you're going to go to and everything, apply everywhere. Like, the more places you apply, the more likely you're going to get in somewhere. And I know this is more expensive because it's more applications you have to pay for, but it will really increase your chances. And if you're thinking, like, I know one girl was like, I used to be so insecure that I went to the States, even though I'm in Canada. And she was like, but I learned that really no one cares what school you came from. They don't care. I guarantee you no one cares. Like, it just doesn't matter. Everyone has different backgrounds and that's what's interesting. And she was saying that she feels like going to the States instead of Canada actually made her background way more interesting and diverse. So really like don't get hung up on like, oh no, I don't want to go somewhere. I'm just going to look bad. It's not really going to look bad. If anything, it would be such a cool experience. Like that's what I would prioritize. Um, just getting in. And overall... I would just try and objectively look at your application and see where could I make this 
better? Where could I make this stronger? And have confidence in yourself. Remember, there's so many people applying to the programs. Sometimes you did do everything right. You did do your best and it was just a competitive year. And that's just the way it is. And don't beat yourself up. Try to just think, where can I make this stronger? Where can I improve? Where can I make this better? Take it as a learning year. Nothing is wasted. No time is wasted. If you really think about it, you learn something from that. You're gaining more experiences. And then by the time you're in SLP, you're going to have so many experiences under your belt. And of course, I've also talked to some people and they were like, you know what? I actually decided after a few years, I'm over this. One girl actually switched completely and started applying to med. One girl went into teaching. One girl was like, I actually want to do psych. I don't even want to do SLP. So it's like also after a few years, you can also ask yourself, like, do I really want this? And then if the answer is yes, keep trying. You can do this. I There were people in my program who took five years to apply. But then maybe you're thinking, you know what? Maybe it's not for me. Like personally, everybody listening, I would be very happy being a child psychologist. Like sometimes I think maybe I should have done that. Like I don't actually mean like maybe I should have done that, but like I'm trying to emphasize the fact that there is not just one career path for you. I feel like so much about um, like career paths and like choosing what you want to do in life is similar to like looking for partners and things like that. There's not one soulmate. There's not one person for you. Just like there's not one career path and there's not one route for you to go in in life. There's so many options that'll make you happy. It's such a myth that like you need to find your passion. It's like, no, if you like SLP, the passion behind that probably stems from working with people who are more vulnerable, having a job that you're learning from every day, um, having flexibility and freedom in your career. Like I don't think it's necessarily SLP that you might be fully attached to. There's lots of careers that can fulfill you. And I wouldn't overly attach yourself to SLP if you feel like you've been applying for years and years and years and years and years and you can't get in. That being said, I'm also someone who thinks like if you want it, you can get it and you need to stick to it. Like you can do this. You know what I mean? So just lots of, I guess, like inner inner work in the way that you want to like think about your life moving forward. Okay, well, this was just a little snack. I really hope that was helpful. I, I want everyone to like leave this podcast feeling hopeful and excited. You have control over the future. You can make changes. You can do different things. You have your whole life ahead of you, you know? Like you might feel like, oh my God, this is so stressful, but it's like you're in your 20s or 30s. Maybe you're in your 40s. Maybe you're older than that. Who knows? But the point is, it's like, you can make a change. People switch things all the time. People don't get into programs all the time. And then they get in in the future. There's so many stories like this. You will get in or you will pivot for the better. Everything that's meant to be will be. I feel like I am a, like being like, <laughs> am I being a podcast host or am I trying to be like a freaking yoga teacher in a class? Namaste, everyone. Have a fantastic day and I will see you next Monday. 